Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Awesome. Awesome? Yes. Sounds good to me. Um, it is Wednesday, and I'm super excited today. You know why I was so excited? Why? Well, as soon as we're done with today's broadcast, we're going to go see and visit our, our son, our daughter-in-law, and our grandbaby boy, Joey, in New Hampshire. I couldn't be more excited. But I'm equally excited to be with you here this morning because I just love you guys. Um, you guys are all tremendous, and you're a huge blessing. Amen? Amen. Prayers, words of encouragement, letters, messages, plaques, gifts. <laughs> you guys cover it all and your financial um, blessings. Thank you. We mean it. We mean that we love you from the bottom of our hearts. So, anything to say? Ditto. Ditto. Love you. Ditto. You can move up closer to me, you know. Wow. Right there. We look pretty interesting on Facebook. We do? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm using a program now that broadcasts live to several places at one time. So the camera is not as, uh, as sharp as it as should be or could be. So, no, I haven't gained any weight. In fact, I've lost weight. <laughs> I'm doing good. I was looking looking at the pictures and uh, on the screen. And I was like, "Lord, man, I look like I've gained so much weight," but I haven't. No, you know, I haven't. It's just it's the screen. But you know what's the most important thing is the words, the words. Um, but if you're not having fun as a Christian, you're doing something wrong. We have a lot of fun. So today, um, like we have been discussing the last few weeks, we're going to be continuing on righteousness. I am so focused on righteousness, and I'm going to be honest with you, my righteousness meter is off. My righteousness meter is off, because um, if it wasn't, I wouldn't have blips on my radar screen, and I've had some major blips on my radar screen, radar screen where, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've got angry, I've lost control. And uh, I actually, you know, said out loud, yeah, right, I'm Mr. Righteous, you know. So that indicates, that indicates there's a challenge with my righteousness meter. And righteousness is so very important for kingdom living. For kingdom living. That's why Paul says in Romans chapter 5, verse 17, those who receive an abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life. And the important thing is... What? You didn't let the bird make the nest. No. It flew over, but very quickly. No, exactly. You, you turned around... Exactly. ...immediately. But, but the default should not be there. The default that causes condemnation or guilt or shame or a, a feeling of lowliness... Not loneliness, but lowliness. Um, or, yeah, right, I'm righteous. I'm not righteous. See, that should never be our default. So that tells us that our righteousness meter, our, our foundation for righteousness is off. And righteousness is a key to kingdom living and kingdom experience. So today, we're going to talk, we're going to... We're talking about the fruits of righteousness, 
And then we moved into the fruit of righteousness, the character of Christ. But today we're going to take another little segue. It's still on righteousness, and we're going to be talking about, we're going to be, we're going to be looking at some random thoughts, some random thinking on righteousness. And uh, I hope it blesses you. Um, so I want to start out by uh, quoting Matthew chapter 6, verse 32 and verse 33. And this is Jesus addressing a crowd of people. And he says, for, for, all, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. So what's, Paul, what's Jesus talking about? He's trying to get them off worrying off anxiety, off the fear of not having enough food or clothes or, or, shelter, or shelter, place to live, or for their very life. That means health, healing, and wholeness. He's saying, don't worry about that. Don't, don't, don't anxiously and fearfully, fearfully and worrisomely seek after those things, mm-hmm. right? And then he goes on to say, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. That is so powerful, and I never actually realized it like I realize it now. Because so many years, the, the preachers, including me, we'd preach this message, and we would, have, we would encourage people, admonish people, exhort people to seek after righteousness. Righteous living, right? Right. Righteous living. And that would always produce guilt, shame, and condemnation because, because we can never retain righteousness through our own living. Okay? You can't attain your own righteousness. But yet that's the message that came from this portion of Scripture. You need to seek righteousness. You need to live righteously. You need to, you know, to, to, to make righteous decisions. And they took it off what Jesus was focusing it to. They took it off what Jesus was focusing it to, and they focused it back on the individual. Hmm. So Jesus is saying here, seek ye first his righteousness. Yeah. His righteousness, right? And the word his means another's, not yours. That's, that is so beautiful. It's his righteousness. It's not my righteousness. It's his righteousness. It's not our righteousness. That is that that frees that you. Awesome. That frees you up. That frees God's you up. Righteousness. You know, and so at, at born again, you know, we are made righteous. We become righteous. We are righteous with his righteousness. We we have attained through the new birth exactly what Jesus told us to attain. Jesus told us, Jesus admonished, admonished us, Jesus exhorted us to attain to his righteousness. His righteousness. And we did. Romans, and I'm going to give you some scriptures, all right? Because you need, you need to be fixed on these, on these truths. Romans chapter 3, verse 24. Write that down. Romans chapter 3, verse 26. Romans chapter 4, verse 25. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14. And that's just a small sampling. So 
we have often been told that if a theme, right, mm-hmm. right, if something's just spoken once, once in the Word of God, it's worth a listen to. But now, Jesus said, at the witness of two or three. So now, if you can find something that's addressed two or three times, you need to take heed. You need to pay attention. You need to allow the Holy Spirit to take you deeper and further into what is being revealed. Now, I just shared one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Mm. of the many, many scriptures that deal with righteousness and the importance of it. Not attaining righteousness on your own, but the believing of the fact that you are righteous, righteous. that you fight that good fight of faith, that you examine yourself to know that you are truly righteous. Mm. with God's righteousness. And why? Remember Isaiah chapter 53, verse 11. You know Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5. By his stripes we are healed. You need to know Isaiah 53, verse 11. Here's another, another scripture on righteousness. He shall see the travail of his soul. The father should see, will see what the son is going through. And and we won't discuss that again. You know, you know what the son went through. Okay. And shall be satisfied. So the father saw all that the son was going through. Can you imagine looking at your son? We're going to being spit at, being pummeled, being beat, being hit. I was thinking about that the other day, after you said it. That is, never thought about that. Re- receiving the whipping from the Roman lictors with the cat of nine tails, and every time it, it hit his flesh, it ripped pieces of it off. And God was watching. The Father was watching. Yeah. And he was okay. And the, and the nails in his, in his hands, and the spikes in his feet, and the spear in his side, naked. Naked. People laughing. Yeah, right, you know. You help others, why don't you help yourself? And the father's looking at that. And he's pleased and satisfied. (laughs) Jesus is going through that because he's filled with joy. A calm delight because he knows what's going to take place. And this is why Isaiah 53, 11 is so, is so powerful. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. And by his knowledge shall my righteous servant. See, Jesus was innocent and the father knew it. And he was pleased and he was satisfied. Why? Because his righteous servant would justify the many for he will bear their iniquities. And that's why Romans chapter 4, verse 25 is so powerful. He was, he was delivered for our sins, and he was raised for our declaration of righteousness. That's, that's so powerful. That's so amazing. That's his righteousness. 
That's why the father was pleased. That's why the father was satisfied. Because now the father would bring us back to his original plan. To his original plan would be, let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness. That to me, if you just sit for a couple minutes and think about what God did and what Jesus did and how God was pleased and he was pleased and all that for us and how much he loves us. Truly righteous and truly holy. Mm. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6. Now we're accepted in the beloved. And because of holiness and righteousness, because of those two factors, let us make man in our own image, holy, righteous, and let him have dominion. Your dominion comes out of your righteousness. We keep talking about faith and we keep talking about belief and we don't, we near, we don't nearly give righteousness its due. That's true. And so that's why people struggle with true righteousness and true holiness. That's why they struggle with guilt, shame, and condemnation. That's why they struggle with lowliness. That's why they struggle with questioning the fact, yeah, right, I'm righteous. When they look at a behavior of theirs, Abundance of grace and gift of righteousness and you will reign. Now, it's amazing in that portion of scripture, Jesus says, don't be like the Gentiles. Don't be like the Gentiles. But now look what Paul says in Romans chapter 9, verse 30. Gentiles find the righteousness of God. The Gentiles attain to his righteousness. His righteousness. Not even looking to be righteous. See, this is so important to, under, to understand, grab a hold of. What shall we say then? That the Gentiles, which followed not after righteousness, have attained to the righteousness, even the righteousness which is of faith. So here it is. Here it is. You have the Jew over here that's working as hard as he can, he can possibly work to become righteous. But now here's, here's, here's the Gentile. He's not working after righteousness. He's not trying to become righteous. Do you see Romans chapter 9, verse 30? He's not trying to attain righteousness. But yet, he hears about Jesus, he receives Jesus, and he attains the righteousness of God. Wow. That's powerful. That, awesome. that should tell us a lot right there. It's not about you being, you trying to become, or you trying to do, or your effort, do-it-yourself effort. It's about you believing you are. Mm. You are. And then when you believe that you are, you know that you are, then you can rule and reign as a king. Then you, you're, you can command. And then you can appoint. And, and, you know, and then you can give directions. It's righteousness. This is... It's righteousness. So now look what he says about, about um, Israel. Brethren, oh, wait a second. Uh, I got to go back to that. Israel, here it goes. Israel did not achieve his righteousness, right? They did not achieve it. Listen to what it says. Now listen to what Paul says right after that, verse 31 and 32. But Israel, which followed after the law of righteousness, hath not attained to the law of righteousness. Wherefore? Because they sought it not by faith. But as it were, by the works, by the works, by the works of the law. For they stumbled at the stumbling stone. Chapter 10, verse 1. 
Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Wow. For I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness are going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. And listen to Paul, what he says now. Chapter 10, verse 4. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. Woo! But you have to ask yourself, see, this is why righteousness is so important. Important. Why were they so zealous to achieve righteousness? Why were they so, so zealous to become righteous? To be blessed, to be right. There you go, to be blessed. Because of Deuteronomy chapter 28, the do-it-yourself system. Hearken unto my voice. Follow my commands. Do what I command you to do. The Big Ten and the Little 613. The Big Ten and the Little and the Little 613. Diligently follow, command, obey. We have to diligently seek to become righteous. We have to diligently seek to become righteous. Why? Because that's the only way the blessings can come upon us. Mm. Yeah. But now if we don't, if we don't, verse 15 to 64, the curses, all the diseases, all the sicknesses. So this is why they strove to become righteous. They were zealous for righteousness, but they could never achieve the righteousness of God. But you see, we achieve the righteousness of God. This means the blessings are ours, period. Already done. So now, look at what Galatians chapter 3, mm. verse 10 and 14 says. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. If you're trying to do it yourself, if you're trying to become righteous, if you're even if you're zealous, if you could be as zealous as you want to think that you can achieve your own righteousness before God, right? So that you could be blessed. No, 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 no. It says, for as many as are of the works of the law, you're still under the curse. This is why you have to believe you are righteous with his righteousness. Period. For it is written, cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. And no man is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident. For the just shall live by faith, and the law is not of faith. But the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us as it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Let's look at Abraham, the blessings of Abraham. What covenant was Abraham under? The old covenant. No, he was Not under the Abrahamic covenant, the, the Abrahamic covenant, which was a covenant of grace. Abraham was under the covenant of grace. So let's look at Abraham versus Israel, grace versus law. God's righteousness qualified Abraham, just like God's righteousness qualifies us. God's righteousness qualified Abraham, not 
Abraham's works. Think about it. Think about it. You know, you, do you know some of the Big Ten? Thou shalt not bear false witness, right? Thou shalt not lie. And he did it. Abraham lied. Yes, he did. He wasn't under the law. He lied twice. No, she's not my wife. She's my sister. Yeah, you better not ever do that to me. She's my sister. <laughs> and then the king saw him. Mm, <laughs> what are you doing kissing your sister? Well, he lied twice. He broke one of the big ten. Not only the six thirteen. He broke the big ten. Twice. And what happened? What happened? He blessed. He got jewels. And blessed. <laughs> he was blessed. He's blessed. So, so now, whoa, he broke another one of the big ten. He did it again. He, no, he broke another one of the big ten. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Oh. Hager, right? Mm -hmm. What? What happened? We gotta move closer to me. Gotta get in the middle. He was blessed. He was blessed. Think about the nation of Israel. Moses, you let us out here to die. Dude, we don't have any water to drink. Complaining, murmuring, grumbling, right? What happened? They were given water. And that water from the rock, Jesus Christ, grace, followed them all throughout the desert. That's powerful. But anyway, then they said, ah, man, you brought us out here to, to die. You know, at least we had food in, in Egypt. Manna. As much as you want. Manna, angel's food. It wasn't good enough. They complained again. What happens? Quail. So in other words, at that point, they were still under the Abrahamic covenant. They were still under grace. So their blessings, just like Abraham's, had nothing to do with their behavior. But now they say, we don't want that covenant anymore. No, we don't want God to deal with us like he deals with you, Moses. We, we Let him speak to you, and then you speak to us, and you tell us what, what to do, what he says, and we'll do it. And they said it arrogantly. So he said, oh, really? Boom, here's the law. And do you know what happened that very day Moses came down with the law? Adam died, didn't they? 3,000 people died. Righteousness through Christ. Righteousness through Christ. Righteousness through Christ. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, right? Now, our blessings are given because our righteousness is of Christ. Period. Period. Remember those verses I gave in the beginning? Very important. I have them memorized. You should too. Romans chapter 3, verse 24. Romans chapter 3, verse 26. Romans chapter 4, verse 25. Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Romans chapter 5, verse 19. Then let's go on to Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and verse 10. Romans chapter 10, verse 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 14. I have them memorized. You should have them memorized. Let the Holy Spirit take you to the place of memorization. 
So for the son, now listen, this is about our righteousness now, and this is about the blessings. This is about Deuteronomy. This is why Paul is not ashamed of the gospel. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who is preached among you by us, even by me and Salvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no. He's talking about the old covenant. Yes, if you do good, no, if you do bad. Yes, if you do good, no, if you do bad. But in him was yes. Yes. For all the promises, Deuteronomy chapter 28, all the promises of God in him, if any man is in Christ, I'm in him. Are you in him? Definitely. Amen. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. For all the promises of God in him are yes and in him an amen unto the glory of God by us. Now he which is establishes us in this righteousness, in Christ, is God the Father. And he anoints us and seals us with the Holy Spirit. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 19 through 22. That's a good one to have memorized too. You are and you qualify for all the blessings. Why? How? Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. For if you believe that, you, that God the Father raised Jesus from the dead, you see why? Because Paul connects Jesus' resurrection with our declaration of righteousness. So if you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and with your mouth you confess he is Lord, you will be saved, right? For with the heart you believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth you make confession unto salvation. Now, we talk about faith, and we talk about belief, and we talk about doubt. I'm telling you, righteousness is the key. For with the heart we believe unto righteousness. See, once you believe in your heart unto righteousness, then you can make confession unto salvation. And you know, when you study out the word salvation and sozo, soteria, right? And sozo, saved and salvation, the words that's, that Paul's are using, every single blessing from Deuteronomy chapter 28 is in the definition of so-so saved and soteria salvation. So Paul is saying, you believe righteousness, you believe your righteousness, you believe you're righteous through faith in Jesus Christ with his righteousness, and then you can make confession for your so-so and your salvation. Righteousness is so very, very important. So I hope those random thoughts on righteousness have blessed you little bit over, but you know what? This is important, guys. This is vitally important. This is like, oh, throw five minutes at it, throw eight minutes at it. I know, I know we're all listening to all kinds of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Cloud our minds, cloud our thinking. Righteousness. We love you. We're going to see you tomorrow, but again, we're going to pray. I want to pray because I see my sister. My sister has joined us today. My sister is on, on here. Jessica, Jessica, we love you, Jessica. 
and we are in your corner. You need anything, you reach out, you call out, we will do it. If I have to come to your place, I will come to your place. We love you and we pray, we believe, we stand with you that you are the healed and you are the whole. You will pass through the fire and it will not harm you. And you will dance at Ariana's wedding. Amen. In Jesus' name. And for all those of you who, who you know, are, are facing a need and have a need, you know, we pray you, re- you receive this word. You are the top and not the bottom. You are above only. You are blessed coming in and blessed coming out. None of the diseases that were put on the Egyptians will ever be put on you. Righteous. Because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We'll see you tomorrow.